0: Hi everyone. My name is Yosef Siegel and welcome to this week's edition of the AM Torah podcast. This week's parsha is for Parshas Va'ira, and let's get right into it. So Parsha Shmos ended with the Bnei Israel at their lowest point. They've been enslaved in Mitzrayim for over 200 years and just when Moshe comes to rescue them, all that changes is Paro says, "Uh oh, if you can think about taking a vacation, then you've obviously been slacking off a little bit and we're going to make it even harder." And he and he picks the burden even harder on Bnei Israel. And the parsha ends with Moshe asking Hashem, <laughs> "What's he supposed to do next? What, what's going to happen?" It seems even Moshe, uh, on the surface, is losing faith. So, parsha's Vayira begins with Hashem's response to Moshe, and it says, Elokim Moshe." Elokim spoke to Moshe. Vayomeri, "Love ani Hashem," and he said to him, "I am Hashem." And Rav Hirsch explains over here that what does it mean when he says, "I am Hashem"? So, through the mention of this name, Hashem. God is signifying to Moshe a fundamental change in how he will act towards the Bnei Israel from now on. Even though in general, throughout the Devar Torah, I refer to Hashem by Hashem, uh, in this Devar Torah, just to make things a little bit clearer, I'm going to have to 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 differentiate and uh, refer to Hashem as God. And when I say Hashem, I'm referring to the name uh, that we call God by Hashem. So again, Rav Hirsch explains that through the mention of the name Hashem, God is signifying to Moshe a fundamental change in how he will act from now on towards the Bnei Israel. The name Elohim is used when God allows nature to operate on its own volition. And until now, that's exactly what's happened. The Bnei Israel have been enslaved, abused, tormented by the Egyptians, and God has allowed Uh, time to proceed or has allowed creation to proceed in a natural manner and that's why this has happened but from now on he's telling Moshe he will be operating under the name Hashem which indicates that the world will proceed directly according to what God desires regardless of any previous actions conditions situations that happen that's been happening in the world everything is going to go exactly the way God wants it and it's going back all the way to the time of creation now, this is a very big concept, and in order to understand it better and to understand how it's relevant to our Parsha, first I want to ask a couple of questions. The second Pasuk in the Parsha, parikvav Pasuk Gimel, says like this, Avraham uh, And I, Hashem is continuing to talk to Moshe, God is, is continuing to talk to Moshe, And I appear to Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov with the name Kel Lahem, But with my name Hashem, I did not become known to them. Now what exactly does that mean? Because we see many times throughout Sefer Bereshers that the name Hashem is used. Now, secondly, why was it necessary for Hashem, for God, to wait until the Bnei Yisrael were thoroughly demeaned, until they were mamish at the end of the line over here, before taking over and saying, Ani Hashem. So there must be more than than what we see exactly in the psukim, and that's what Rav Hirsch goes on to explain. If you look at the lives of the Avos, we we know very well that they were not easy lives. The examples that Rav Hirsch gives are that uh, Avram waited until 100 years to have Yitzchak, He talks about how Yaakov had to work for both of his wives, (laughs) he had to work for the first one uh, in order just to get her, and then he had to work uh, for the second one after he got her, and he had to be in Lovin's house. Yitzchak had his own hardships having to choose between Yaakov and Esav, and all those years that he went childless at the beginning of his marriage. But these are just a few examples of the hardships that we see the avos faced uh, throughout Sefer Beratius. And you could ask and many do. Why is it that these men, the men who were the most representative, if not the only representatives of God in this world, why were they faced with such hardships? Hashem could have just as easily let Avram have grandchildren by the time he was 70, uh, have him be successful, have him be able to stay in Eretz Yisrael, uh, let his descendants grow and grow until they fill the entire land, and the, the entire time they'd be can, they'd be serving Hashem at the highest level. They'd be learning from Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and then the Shvatim, and everything would be good. Why did things need to be so hard? Why did the Bnei Yisrael need to come all the way down to Mitzrayim and become slaves? The reason is because if it had been this perfect paradise that we described, then B'nai Yisrael, Am Yisrael would have been just like everyone else. God's purpose of establishing a nation, of making an Am Hashem in this world is not just about us taking the Torah and and doing the mitzvos and, and, and serving God in that way and being a beacon to the world through our actions. It's also that we have the ability to let Hashem represent Himself in this world we had to show the world the power of the name Hashem. We became the example to the rest of the world that all the power in the world ultimately rests with God. A 100-year-old man shouldn't have children, and a nation that's already been slaves for over 200 years shouldn't all of a sudden develop into a functioning nation and be able to just walk out of the most powerful country in the world. By, By... The course of nature, by by just allowing the world to continue, the B'nai Israel at the very least should have assimilated into Egyptian culture, if not be totally eradicated under the harsh pressures of slavery. But the exact opposite happened. Any normal person observing this and any other nation in the same situation would have long given up hope by this point and would ultimately have, have been lost to history. But that's when God steps in and he brings in his name, Hashem. He comes to motion and says, no, now it's Ani Hashem. And he can show the rest of the world what he and his nation are all about. And that can only happen the, the lower down we are. The more degraded, the more hardships that a nation goes through, the more that the course of nature would dictate that this people, this, this small people that comes down to rhyme should not survive then the greater the revelation of the name Hashem is, to show that all power in the world ultimately belongs to God, regardless of anything that's happened from the beginning of creation. And the truth is, as we said, the name Hashem was always used by Hashem. It's written many times in the Torah before Parsha's Vayera, including a couple of psukim ago in Parsha Shmos. But when it says "Ushmi Hashem l'onodati Lahem, I never told the avos my name Hashem. It means that God never showed the meaning of this name to the avos or to anyone else. When the name Hashem is used until this point, while the avos, while other situations, they may have spoken to Hashem with, they may have spoken to God with the name Hashem, but they didn't understand the full impact of that name. That every event throughout history and the future will be through God's will and by God's plan. And how could they understand that? We still can't understand the full impact of the name because we have to see the whole course of history to show how every single step along the way, God will be behind it all. But the first time, the first understanding of God's ultimate plan, of his plan for his nation that would accept the Torah, happened here in Parshas while speaking to Moshe. And this is the first instance, the real first instance where we see the Geulah start to appear. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Zavar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the Amen Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, Old Ideas for the Modern Mind. Blogspot.com, where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of Amen Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, Handbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check A Handbook of Ashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash amemtora, and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtora. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great job.